Greatest of the greatest, the most intellect, not just an intellect, but someone who is highly disciplined. This guy, this guy, that aura will push us some easy exuberance. It might be an asset. They're public speaking. I'm on another level, eh? I'm on another level. I am, or it's a higher grade, high level. What's going on everyone thank you so much for tuning in to the jay makopa podcast i'm so happy that you're here today if it's your first time listening here is your extra immersive if it's not your first time here is your extra immersive and i need to say that i appreciate everyone who has been loyal from the beginning until today i need to give a specialized and uh customized special immersive to someone called Ndalo, here is your extra mercy. She's actually a part of uh, my church, and I'm excited to have her as a part of, of what we are doing in Cape Town. Look, I also just need to remind you guys one more time about the conference that's coming up on Instagram on the 15th of March to the 20th of March. It's going to be amazing. Please, please, please be there and let other people know about it. It's just going to be on my uh, personal Instagram account live at 7 a.m. for the whole week. We are celebrating the birthday of the podcast. Amazing things are happening. But at the same time, we've come to the end of this uh, series called Love Stories. And we're going to get into uh, this message, which is called Are You Toxic? Are you toxic? Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you so much for your love and your mercy. I pray. May this word um, touch someone's life. May it impact someone as we are just going to be going into your word and seeing how in relationships with you, how we relate to you and how we relate to other people, how it can be toxic. And we pray, may your word clean that out so that we would be more um, Christ-like. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we all said, Amen. Amen. So, are you toxic? You know, in our generation, there's this conversation and there's this topic that people bring up about how someone can be in a relationship or how someone can relate to other people and be toxic. What is toxic? It's basically being unhealthy. And often, it's because the person is more concerned with what they want, with what they want to do than what what the other person wants to do and doesn't care about how the other person is feeling or what they are thinking and a person can be toxic and now what's the first place we see a toxic relationship in god's word we see it in the beginning of the bible adam and eve we see the story we all know that god created him the heavens and the earth and he makes everything amazing and everything perfect and he looks at it and says it is good and if god says something is good Please believe me that it is amazing. Excuse me. I just need to sort this out. Um, but please believe that it is amazing. If, if God has called something good, then it is amazing. So um, then in, in the midst of all of this, he creates Adam and Eve. And uh, basically, we're going to be speaking about the fall today where Adam and Eve, instead of obeying God, what they do is they fall into sin, they disobey God. And in that, the reason why people have found themselves in this state is because of sin. It's because mankind, often we carry a toxicity, which is our sinful nature. Can someone say amen today? We carry a toxic nature. So the answer to the question, are you toxic? It is yes. 
Melvin is um in Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 to 25, it says, And ma- and the man said, this is when um, God created a- Adam and said that it's not good for man to be alone, and he creates uh, Eve. And when Adam sees Eve, he says this. Um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 to 25, it says, And the man said this, This is now the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she is, was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united with his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. So now what happens is God, we know the story. God says, do not eat from the, God, from the tree in the middle of the garden, but everything else you can have. Amen. Everything else you can have. Now they are surrounded by all of this perfection, all of this generosity by God. And we're going to get straight into the message right now. Three traits of someone who is toxic. And this toxicity will affect your life and your relationships, your friendships and in, in family, wherever you find yourself, even in your relationship with God, you can find these traits in yourself. And we're going to pray at the end of this message that we would not find ourselves carrying these same characteristics. But first of all, what we see is when the, when the serpent comes to Eve, the serpent says a few things. Now let's get into this really quickly. Genesis chapter says three verse one. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than all of the animals uh, that the Lord has made. And then it says, he said to the woman, did God really say, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? You see, one sign that you are toxic is that you are dissatisfied with what you already have. You need to understand that the enemy is going to want you to be dissatisfied or to not be content with what God has given you. And that will always be a problem. It will always be a weakness and it will always tear you down and bring unhealth in your relationship with God, but also the relationship with other people around you. Think about this. Eve and Adam had been given so much. They had been blessed. They had like all of creation was brand new at that moment. All of creation was brand new. It was a new discoveries. They were naming animals. They were naming different things. It was a new thing. So much goodness around them. But what does the enemy do? The enemy comes and says this. He says, is it true that you may not eat from any tree in the garden? The enemy wants to plant a thought in your mind. And he wants your mind to do the rest of the work. You see, the enemy doesn't come often and... and directly point you into a direction that will take you away from God. But the enemy will plant a thought in your mind and let your own mind do the work against yourself. Because naturally as people, we are imperfect. We are not complete. We are limited. So what the enemy will do will use that against you so that the thought that you come up with is your own and you'll be fully convinced of it because you came to that conclusion yourself. The enemy says, the serpent says, did God say that you can't eat from anything, anything, anything? So, and also what the enemy does is he plants a thought, but the enemy wants your eyes to be focused not on God, but on the things that you have. I want to say it to you one more time. 
the enemy wants you to be focused not on your God, but he wants your mind to be focused on the things that you have. You see, when your mind is focused on a God and your eyes are on him, you realize you have everything. You realize that you have the fullness of, of anything you could ask for. You realize that you have everything you need in a God. But when you begin to look at the things you have, you begin to see that I, that they, I lack. I don't have enough. This is incomplete. And what the enemy does when he comes to Eve is Eve says, um, the, the enemy says, the serpent says, Eve, did God say, you can't eat from any of the trees? He begins to say, what don't you have? What don't you have? And when the enemy is wanting to get you off your path, when the enemy is wanting to, to bring some um, unhealth in your relationship with God, the enemy is going to bring up the things that you don't have. Now let's, now let's go into uh, verse 6. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. It says, When the woman saw that the fruit was good and f- for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable to gain wisdom, she took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. I want to say it one more, one, one more time. Dissatisfaction dissatisfaction with what God has given you will cause you to fall into sin. Dissatisfaction. Think about what happened with Adam and Eve. They were given everything they needed, but the enemy reminded them of something that they could not have. The enemy will remind you of one place that you were lacking. Or will remind you of all the places that you lack, but he will not want you to think about what God has given you. And what I want to remind you today is that your eyes have to be focused and locked in on God. But when the enemy brings up your your, your insecurities or brings up the things you don't have, I want to encourage you to take time to think about what God has given you. When you are feeling depressed because of what you don't have, I want you to begin to worship God for what you do have. When you are feeling down because of what is not in your hands or maybe something that's lacking around you, I want to remind you that those are the moments that you change your mind and you focus on, hey, what has God given you? Who are the people God has put in your life? What are the opportunities before you? And above all of that to keep your eyes on god this is what made the relationship of eve toxic towards her god the book of proverbs chapter 19 verse 23 it says the fear of the lord leads to life look the fear of the lord leads to life now you may be in a place where you say you feel a bit um dissatisfied with the things around you and the things in your life And maybe sometimes you think, okay, I'm dissatisfied. Now, how do I fix it? It's not so much about, okay, I'm dissatisfied. How do I fix it going forward? Dissatisfaction is the fruit of another problem. I want to say it to you again. When you are dissatisfied with your life and dissatisfied with what God has given you, that is a fruit of another problem. Now, what is the true problem of your dissatisfaction? The true problem is the fear of God. When you fear God, your eyes will be locked onto God. 
When you fear God, your mind will be locked onto God. When you fear God, your attention will be given to God and there will be no time to be dissatisfied because the fear of God is making you be satisfied in who he is, satisfied in what he has given you, satisfied in the life that he has placed before you. I want to read uh, Proverbs chapter 19 verse 23 again. It says, the fear of the Lord leads to life. And it says this, then one rests content and touched by trouble because eve was not content because eve was not satisfied what happens she was touched by trouble the toxicity in you of being dissatisfied with how you look if you are dissatisfied with what you have if you're dissatisfied with where you are at life in life right now and that is tearing you down that is a sign that you are not fearing God. Because if you feared him, no matter what's around you, you would still feel secure and safe. Now, I'm not saying that you are satisfied with problems in your life, but you are satisfied in him. Are you hearing me today? It does not mean that if there's a problem, you must just be satisfied in your problem. No, as a matter of fact, what I would say is that God is calling you to find a clarity of who God's called you to be in him, but only in him and not in your possessions. Number two, we see a sign of being um, toxic is self-protection. Self-protection. You know, it's very easy to say you want to protect other people when everything is fine and you want to have everybody's back when everything is working out the way you want it to work. But a lot of people begin to go into survival mode when things don't work out. I want to ask you, are you like that? When things are not working out, do you go into survival mode and you begin to think about me protection instead of we protection? I want you to know this, that as a believer, God is not only calling you to love him, God is calling you to love his people. God is calling you to love the people around you as much as Jesus did. Again, I've said this before, but as a Christian, you are not living your life to be a better version of yourself. You are living your life to be like Christ, to be in the image of Jesus. And what did Jesus do when he was on earth? He would spend his life serving, giving to, living for, uh, uh, healing the people around him. Even when it got difficult, his mind was still on others. You like Jesus. When it gets hard, do you think about others or are you going into self-protection mode? We see that in the life of Adam. So Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 to 10, it says, Then the man and the wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called out to the man, says, Where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid and I was naked so I hid when things got difficult all Adam could think about was himself when things got hard all Adam could think about was me 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 and me four times he says I but the Bible says previously him and his wife even though he was with his wife all he could see was him even though he was with Eve all he could think about was himself and that is the story of so many people is that your story 
When it's hard, you think about yourself. When it's hard, you don't see the people around you. When it's hard, you don't see the people that you are supposed to be covering. You're supposed to be serving. You're supposed to be helping because it's hard for you. This is a sign that you are toxic because that is not just something you're going to do in your relationship with God and the relationship with the people around you. But even when you are in a marriage situation, a friendship situation, if that is in you, when things are hard, you think about yourself, you're going to continue being like that. And that will be toxic to your relationships, but also toxic to your God. You see, the Bible paints a picture of, I've said this before in the previous, in the previous um, episode, if you haven't listened to it, make sure you go listen to it. But in the previous episode, I, I shared about how um, the Bible describes um, the church as the bride and it describes Jesus as the groom. In this picture, what Adam is proves that we can be toxic. This is why we need Christ. Because when things get hard, the people we're supposed to be covering, we don't cover them. When things are hard for you, the people you're supposed to have their back, you're not thinking about them, you're thinking about yourself. But scripture says, when things got hard for Jesus, when things were difficult, when he was on the cross, the mission was still to cover the church. This is why we worship God. This is why your heart must be leaned into him. This is why your mind must be given to him and to no one else. Because when things are difficult, Christ still covers us. Man will stop covering you. People will leave you. People will forget you. People will neglect you when it's hard for them. People will run away when it's hard for them. But Jesus' mission and Jesus' character is to cover you even when it is painful. Even when he was on the cross. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 to to 27 it says husbands love your wives as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or blemish but holy and a blameless you see what adam did was he didn't cover her he didn't love her like christ what christ does is he covers us Christ will cover your sin. Christ will cover your shortcomings. But Christ will cover the mistakes that you make. And he will make you right and holy and blameless. This is the character we ought to have for the people around us. That we still cover them. We still cover those who we are responsible for or that God has given us. Even when it is hard for you. But are you toxic? Do you, do you recognize that you are more like Adam in this situation, that it's all about you when it's hard? And last but not least, we see if you are toxic, you have a lack of accountability. The book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 11 to 12, it says, And he said, Who told you that you were naked? God comes to them and says, Who told you you were naked? And he says this, have you eaten from the tree that I have commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. What Adam does is he blames Eve. He doesn't take accountability. You see, the way God speaks to Adam is God is giving him a chance to fix it. He says, have you broken the commandment? And what Adam then does is he blames the situation. 
When you sin, do you blame situations? When you sin, do you blame people around you? When you sin, when, when you are not living as you're supposed to, do you blame, hey, I, I don't have the finances, hey, I'm not feeling well, hey, are you blaming a situation or do you take accountability and say, this is my problem, God, I am sorry, I'm asking for forgiveness. God was setting Adam up for success. God was setting Adam up to be restored. God was setting Adam up to be forgiven, but what Adam does is he blame shifts. Do you blame shift too? the mistakes and the problems you face are you blaming someone else or are you asking for forgiveness the problems and the mistakes that you've done and the times that you have sinned did you blame someone else or did you just come to god and say god that was all on me have accountability if you lack accountability then you are toxic can someone say amen today we're coming to the end of the message today first john chapter 1 verse 9 it says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and he will forgive us of our sins and purify us from our unrighteousness all adam had to do was confess and say god i have sinned i ask for forgiveness and things would have been fine but what he does is he blames the situation are you toxic today are you toxic today are you dissatisfied with what god has given you if you are you are toxic are you in self-protection mode when things go hard if that's you you are toxic do you lack accountability do you blame things around you instead of just taking the blame yourself if so you are toxic but god is faithful and just to restore us and today what i want us to do if you recognize any of these traits in yourself i want us to pray and bring that before god and let us grow and let us change and let us find health in our relationship with god but our relationship with others as well let us pray father we come before you we give you praise i ask you O lord that you would do a work in our hearts today i pray my god that you would help us to not be toxic may we be satisfied in you god secondly when things get hard may we not be in self-protection mode but may we protect what you have given us and the people that you have given us and number three oh god may we have accountability if we did something it's our fault and may we ask for forgiveness and confess it and repent father i pray may this message my god just be a reminder of health and any areas of unhealth for any listener right now may may you give them grace to repent to rise up and to be who you who they have called you who you have called them to be in Jesus' name we pray. And we all said amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning into the J. Mokopa podcast. Remember the conference on the 15th of March to the 20th of March. It's called Overthrow. It's on Instagram and it's going to be amazing. Thank you so much. Please subscribe on YouTube. Uh, make a review on Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, on Spotify. Share the links with all your loved ones and even the haters. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the JMO Copper podcast. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review and also share it with all your loved ones and even the haters. <laughs> okay, take care, guys.